0: You've heard the rumors,
1: the talk. Well, we've got it, all three of us. Sneezing's one of the
2: earliest symptoms. You'd know that, eh? Remember Glenn?
0: He was one of you. We found him, looked after him, buried him yesterday. The virus.
2: Touching us, even getting too close. Well, I wouldn't do it if I was you.
0: But you might be feeling lucky today. Do you feel lucky? Do you? So welcome to episode 41 of Conversations on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host Lance and joining me on the podcast panel today is Sabine. Hi. And Karlin. Hello. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So episode 41, the screenplay was done by Nick Doughty. It was directed by Julian McSweeney and the episode synopsis we read out by Sabine.
2: Grey, Amber, Lex, Dal and KC split into two teams and leave the mall to find any clues to a cure for the virus affecting Glen. While out, Dal makes a startling discovery about Lex, and KC's own wit is put to the test when his team is confronted with members of the Logos. Back at the mall however, Glen appears to be recovering slightly. is it due to a promise made between him and his former love, Sandra?
0: Okay, so let's dive right into a discussion about belief because um, as Lex, Bray and Amber discuss where to go to research the virus, Tyson is vocally sceptical of science's ability to find an answer to the mess it created, telling Amber that she's confusing knowledge with wisdom. She later reinforces her stance by telling Jack that science is not the way and that instead they need to look within to find inner purity and she references Chloe and Patsy's symbolic hug from the previous episode. And so, yeah, panel, um, what do you make of Taizan's unwavering belief? And does it kind of venture into dangerous territory, like especially considering, obviously, the adults were all wiped out? Um, there, there is a place for faith, but do you think it's misplaced at this moment in time?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think Taizan really reminds me of, when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, she reminds me of like a, a pilgrim. Like, you know, like in today's world, especially in the modern day, day and age, there are like pilgrims out there who don't believe in science. They, they live without electricity because they believe it's a a simpler, happier living Mm -hmm. and sure. For some cases it can be simpler and and happier, but it also keeps you very ignorant of what's happening uh, with the world. And this episode just (laughs) confirms that I think Taizan out of every single character, is the most ignorant uh, character in the Tribe series.
2: I think it's a very polite way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I have severe issues with people trusting religion or beliefs over science. So, yeah, I, it's, it's a hard one for me, because I get why she's so stuck on her beliefs, but, yeah, in, in my opinion, it's dangerous. The way she does it, because there's so much proof that this virus is indeed very dangerous and something should be done about it to prevent everyone dying and I mean yeah that's already proved. Having fate isn't
1: enough. And yeah, I just think it's a very dangerous gamble she's taking. Yeah yeah, that's definitely a gamble and once again I think Taizan believes in science only when it fits her narrative when it uh goes heavily into faith and what she's preaching
0: yeah i mean tassan is always a conundrum because like (laughs) i I kind of compare it to like an anti-vaxxer in a way (laughs) because
2: like i was trying not to say
0: that i know i I had to make the comparison it's like okay you, you can like belief is a strong and powerful tool like it can be really great to I motivate you and really pull you through some dark times but at the same time you, you, there's a, a line where you, you need to trust science to, uh, and this is one of those times basically, basically. it's like yeah, I, I've got no kind of patience for in this episode I'm afraid yeah, not at all we agreement with you on that and it just makes me laugh because I think about Techno Tyson later on it's just like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what a hypocrite
2: <laughs> yeah, and it makes people wonder if they had her working on in one of those labs that Ram was going on about with the medication he was trying to recreate.
1: Yeah, I love Taizan, but oh my god, certain episodes she can be so trash.
2: And she seems to adjust her belief
0: system to whatever suits her at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And whatever her audience is. Yeah. I mean, you know that line she says, where she says, tells Amber that she's confusing knowledge with wisdom, but then she hoards the knowledge of the, like, mm-hmm. the the ingredients for the antidote. It's just, sorry, it just drives me crazy. She's, yeah. It, yeah it's it's
2: her. <laughs> it, it helps her in her point of trying to convince the others that, no, this is all nature's work. Yeah. Nature is healing you.
1: Yeah, she's, uh, she's basically a psychopath. <laughs> she, <laughs> believes, she believes so cold-heartedly in her own beliefs that she's willing to lie about it so other people can believe in it.
0: Yeah, I think that's when it goes into the dangerous territory, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. See, she actually made the
2: perfect... She was very well-suited to the Guardian mm-hmm. because he likes taking his beliefs and making people believe whatever he wants them to, and he's great at going along with that. Twisting words for her own agenda. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Only with
0: a cuter face on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, I think they uh, they would have made an interesting couple.
0: I mean, you just brought yeah, me the Guardian. That's the power. That's the, how dangerous the power of belief can get. And mm-hmm. I, Thai Sam, like she, she, she's on that edge there. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, Ooh. yeah, she's <laughs> just on the
2: side of good, but barely at times. And we've seen her use her beliefs. Um, an advantage, If she doesn't want to do something Oh, I'm going to take the kids with me And I'll go meditate with them Because it's better, yeah. better for them <laughs> I'll just sleep with someone for, for the good of the tribe Because karma, not just
0: because he wanted to <laughs> Yeah, she's so trash <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird because Before the rewatch, I was like, yeah, Tyson's one of my favorite characters Yeah. But I'm rewatching now, I'm like Wait, why do I like Tyson again? (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm with you on that. I think as we've grown up, we've started looking at characters in very different ways. Yeah. I mean, in the past, I was all like, oh, that's so adorable. She's helping the kids. She's guiding them through this. And now I'm just like, you're just trying to get out of doing actual work. So yeah, age makes a difference in how we look at certain characters and the things they do.
0: Jack's okay, just because you're jealous of Jealous? Yeah,
2: like I want to be a specky little geek. Just because he's not a thug like you. Jack's got brains, and he uses them to help all of us. I okay, help you all out, and don't you ever forget it. I'd take brain over brawn any day of the week. Remember what happened to the dinosaurs?
0: What are the dinosaurs going to do with that? So yeah, we have science versus belief, Um, but we also have Brain versus Brawn. Because um, on the way to the newspaper offices, Lex challenges Dow over the time he spends with Jack. Dow immediately defends his friend, stating that Jack is using his brain for the good of them all, and he calls out Lex as a jealous thug. Um Surprisingly, Lex t- is quite tolerant of this, uh, although he does threaten Dow later on when his illiteracy is discovered. And he also makes sure to highlight to Dow the power of Brawn when the locos pass by. Um, so, yeah, just a d- general question, panel. Uh, what do you think about brain versus brawn within tribeworld, and what would you rather depend on?
2: I would absolutely depend on brain versus brawn. And, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I get why you need brawn in World, because, well, you need to be able to get away from the locals to survive at all, but without a brain, you'll stay stuck in um, the way things are, which is, well, a crappy situation for everyone. So they need the knowledge and yeah the power to evolve and to get things working again to a level of well basic comfort. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I would have been one of those people who ended up joining the technos I guess because well people with brains and look at how strong they got. Yeah
1: that's that's interesting. I think honestly for the for the world of the tribe I don't think there is, there's there's going to be a big advantage of. Picking brains over bronze, because uh, great examples is someone like Zoot, who had only bronze and very little brain, <laughs> and he literally pretty much took over the entire city, had everyone feared him, and was able to make certain advantages for, for himself and his tribe just based on his bronze, and of course you look at someone like Ram, who had only brains, no bronze whatsoever, and he was able to as, as well take over the city so i think it's whatever you know you you lean towards because both uh, ram and, and and zoot had certain characteristics that were positive for the city even though their means of going about it was was pretty bad
2: zoot was way more than just wrong
1: oh yeah oh yeah way more way way more than wrong but I think just their, their leadership skills in terms of their brains and their bronze showed people that, Hey, I think we could be some type of society or survive in this world. If we organize, which is what they both did and Mm -hmm. tell each other to, Hey, let's all work towards one common, one common goal. Um, because obviously you don't need just one or the, one or the other, uh, to, to do that. So I think they're like great examples. Um, For me personally, I'll maybe just have like a a bit of both.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely think you need aspects of both to not just survive but live. It's quite interesting we up Ram and Zoot because, yeah, you're quite right. They're kind of the polar opposites of how they went about it. But yeah.
2: At the end of the day, they did end up using their brain to make sure other people's brawn would conquer everything and things would work out the way they wanted it to, or at least in Zoot's case, at first. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, in a sense. But it was, I mean, it was definitely more brawn, because I think at the end of the day, in terms of what makes the city, what divides the city as the sectors, and he was physically like just fighting each tribe, and taking yeah. each tribe out to gain the sectors, in, in terms of taking over the city. Whereas the technos, I mean, technically, they kidnap people, but people yeah they, they enslave people but they weren't necessarily a warrior tribe per se they, they had their thumb guns well you see i always thought that the that the technos were a powerful tribe because they had technology but in actuality they can easily be overrun if people would just decide to just fight back
0: yeah i agree with that
1: because mm-hmm. that entire fourth season there's like what Thirty of them at most. Someone could have easily knocked out Jay
2: if he didn't have a stud on his wrist.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they did with uh, what, what, uh, what's his name? His his brother, <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think like if you're a small tribe surviving, I think you do. If you need both, you need the brawn to protect you from other tribes. Um, but you also need this, the you need some people who are smart to you know now know how to live, um, how to survive. So. Yeah, I think you need both, really.
2: You need the brains to figure out how to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And then you need the muscle to ensure that you stay alive long
1: enough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think I think Ebony's the, the best character for that.
2: <laughs> he was smart and funny and, well, uh, she could kick ass.
1: Exactly. And then when I also, when I watched this episode, it kind of made me think that uh, with Lex... Do we know that he can't read because he's like dyslexic, or he just literally just never tried in school and he just just couldn't couldn't read?
0: Brought up later, but I can't remember exactly. You guys try to like try to
2: learn to read later.
0: Yeah, I think it is brought up that he is dyslexic. I can't remember if it's from Alice or what, but yeah. Ah. he does tr- attempt to read later, but he struggles. Yeah.
2: I mean, up till then he. Didn't really feel like he needed to? Because, hmm. well,
1: he got by fine without it. I mean, yeah, you could definitely get by in, in that world without reading, but it definitely helps. That would definitely help.
2: Up to a certain, certain point, he always had Ryan to do the reading for him.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. That's not a chief's job. That's for one of your minions to do, at least in Lex's case.
0: Sticking to the subject, like, what, what did you think of... Knowing that he couldn't read, Lex just throwing the the newspaper articles away, Um do you think he should have spoken up sooner? I get why you didn't, but yes, he should have. Because that could have been important information he was just discarding. It was, because it even says that the head of a head dis- of
2: a certain department was fired because of the virus. And he couldn't do that. And because he discarded it, Zao never read it either. Hmm. Who-, who knows what was in that article?
1: Yeah. That's true. I'm going to go back and watch that episode and pause it <laughs> on that newspaper and read it just to see what it says.
2: There are a lot of things on the walls and on those newspapers that didn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, there's quite a few of, like nonsense text just on the pages. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: like, what was it again?
0: Baby eats bread, no? Yes, that, that's the <laughs> one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know, even if, if the creators didn't really think like, oh no one's gonna read this <laughs> but if it's there it's it's a part of a uh, tribal yeah, order. <laughs> read
2: everything and make up our own stories about why it says what it says.
1: Yeah, I mean that's basically the uh that's basically like the, the cure. When Taizan burned that um the formula, there's really? there's like words on there that talks about different plants that it's used.
2: Mm-hmm. Did we ever figure out what she put in that formula? And does it work now?
1: <laughs> mm, I made an educated guess, but... It's like, it's a, it's a good educated guess, but at the same time, it kind of makes the whole world of the tribe a little bit dumb, because <laughs> everything that I can put, or I can think of to my knowledge, that she put in that formula... Mm-hmm. To make is like common common items you can find at the grocery
0: store (laughs) yeah (laughs) I would have liked just speaking yeah I would have liked like one special (laughs) aspect to the ingredients (laughs) rather than just the common plants (laughs) mixed together yeah
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Casey I I don't believe it that was amazing yeah
1: that that was nice work
2: game of poker is tougher than that
0: Okay, let's let's move on to KC because <clears throat> he finally gets a moment to shine in this episode. So Amber, Bray and KC um, leave to check out um, the other location and they are accosted by locos. Things look bleak until KC blags their way out of danger by claiming that the three of them have the virus and he asks the locos if they really want to stick around. Um, yeah, panel, how important do you think this moment was for KC? Um, especially given the unfinished business he had with Bray and Amber, and do you really think it makes um, things right? It may not make things right, but he did save their asses.
1: Yeah, watching this, I, I kind of forgot he saved their lives. <laughs> <laughs> and they still treat him like trash. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, if he didn't,
2: they would have been toast. Because the amount of Locos versus the three of them, there's no way Amber and Bray could have beaten them all on their own.
0: No, but they have scattered. They had rollerblades, didn't they? They could have going in separate directions or something. <laughs> I don't
1: know. They uh, I just... think, Yeah, I think Amber would have got away with her skates.
0: would have probably helped
2: her and got captured, sold as a slave to Ebony. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think Ebony <laughs> would have took him and then let him go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to KC. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I did. I did also see when the when the Locos appeared that that's uh, Luke. Yes, it is the second hand. Yeah, second right hand man from the Chosen.
2: And, and you can see in this because a lot of Chosen were originally Locos Ebony mm-hmm. even confirms that But you can see in this part that Luke already had that leading role in the Locos Whereas he is the general, uh, basically a general amongst them uh, in the later season So he was already at that level of command over the group he was with And he barely has to say anything, he has to nod And they do as he tells them to
1: yeah, definitely uh definitely interesting. Uh and it definitely makes a lot more sense because the locos definitely seemed like they had a huge tribe of people and then during the course of like the second season and so I was like, Oh, where where did they go?
2: Oh, <laughs> well, they became chosen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there there was just I mean there there must have been an argument between Jaffa and Ebony at some point, causing them to split into groups. The people that stayed loyal to Ebony. And everyone would wanted to believe Zoot lived. Well,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, either, it's either that or literally when leaders die or when they, when they go away, I think people just become lost and they just drift away, like little by little.
2: You see, you see how many people the chosen have, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was, was going to say, I, I think Jaffa left pretty early on after Zoot's death. Yeah. I think stuck around.
2: I, I just... I think that some of them realized that they weren't doing well on their leadership and you know they went to him and said and sure it must have
1: taken some of them more time than others. Hmm. I think given the circumstances because I think right when when Joffy left and Zoot died that's when things were getting really bad and people were starting to get sick and whatnot. But I think if oh, yeah. yeah but I think if Ebony would have had the time more time under their leadership of the locos, I think she would have done some positive things, or not necessarily positive things, but I think the society would have been a little bit more structured. Because we did see her, and I don't know if it was like that was the first time she had that uh, meeting of all the tribe leaders. Because I don't know if Zoot did that before, but that's a step step in the right direction.
2: Always be people who don't agree with that, who want to keep all the power to their own tribe. Yeah, yeah. People like Jaffa. Yeah, that's sure. Yep, there're going to be some fun discussions ahead when we get to the chosen era.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for season 2. <laughs> I
2: think that's the season I really watched the most.
0: Did the writers push the Are you feeling lucky punk thing a bit too much?
2: <laughs> I don't think they did cuz sure, he's like that, but we see this in KC later on again. I mean, he says what he needs to say and what pops into his mind. Get out of a sticky
0: situation. Did you think it was um viable though? Like from the locals' perspective, they didn't look ill. They weren't really. They weren't coughing. That was a fake. Such a fake cough. Like, come on, Casey, you could do better than that. Like, really. Like,
2: you... yeah. But keep in mind, these people are scared, and they've probably not watched people who started to have the new virus as closely as they probably should have. Mm. I mean, they've seen them. They've seen people get ill. And he has a point. Do you want to risk it? I don't know. I mean, right now, if someone would, in your area would start coughing, you would back away. No matter if it's um, corona virus or hay fever.
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah, but you, you know when someone's coughing and you know when someone's fake coughing. Casey was obviously <laughs> fake coughing. That was, well, cough. <laughs> that was so fake. But, like.
2: <laughs> but I mean, would you risk it if someone told you... Uh, don't come near me because I have this, you know, in a time when they see people dying, dying quick, quick and horrible deaths. If you get a chance to stay away from that and not
0: risk it, and all you have to do for that is let three people go. See, that's my issue with that scene, because they were stoning people with the virus, so they didn't even yeah. have to get close. They, 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 they could have just stoned them. <laughs> they didn't need to be have physical contact.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, uh, well, yeah, that is true. But I don't know how much (laughs) the locals, like, you know, uh, communicate with each other. Like, hey, we found a really effective way to get rid of these virus-affected people.
2: (laughs) And keep in mind, um, anyone who knew Ebony already knew that Bray was sort of untouchable. You know, for some odd reason, Bray didn't get smacked in the face during the tribal gathering. Yeah, yeah even when he was arguing with her, anybody else would have got a punch thrown at them. And, yes, especially um, especially since this must have been the time that Jaffa had already split off, and some of the others we see, we also see in flashbacks from the same class that Martin and Trudy were in. So some of them must have known Bray was Zoot's brother. And, yeah, I'm probably reading too much into that, but I think they would not try to kill Bray without proper cause.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll buy into that. And then with the whole K C thing, I think, you know, with that whole discussion of brains versus bronze, I think KC showed some really some some brains during that whole that whole scuffle.
2: Mm-hmm. He's a smart kid, he's a street kid. He knows how to think on his feet. And yeah, I, I can understand why the locos wouldn't risk it. And when we see them stone people, they were act actually actively hunting those people to kill them right now they weren't hunting them to kill so who knows if they have bags of stones with them to, to throw at them
0: okay I, i'll i'll go with that cannon because i'll go with that <laughs> cannon that you you put so yeah they they knew bray's connection so they kind of let them go i'll, I'll go with that i <laughs> <So, laughs> still think they could have just like yeah just don't <laughs> they really wanted to but yeah that had kind local
2: and you touch bray Ebony's gonna kill you
0: yeah
1: uh,
2: we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll head for that.
1: Yeah, and it also seemed like they were surprised to see them. I never see that many locos together, like as a no. hunting party. They're definitely doing most
0: something of else. Hunting are
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They're most likely doing something else.
0: What? You're too good for Lex. I can see how you really feel about him. But you have to promise me. Give me something to get better for, a reason
1: what reason promise you what
0: if i get better no when i get better you have to promise you'll come with me don't tell me you never had any feelings for me please zandra all right glenn i promise okay let's move on to zandra and glenn so back at the mall um Zanja tells Glenn that she's now married to Lex and she's mostly happy. And Glenn says that despite everything that's happened between them, he still cares for her. And as an incentive for him to get better, he makes her promise to go away with him after he's recovered. Thinking he's dying, Zanja reluctantly agrees. Uh, but then she later gets alarmed when he does actually start to feel better. So, I mean, simple question, panel. Like, do you think it was a mistake for Zanja to agree, like, truly believes? Or was it simply a harmless wish made to a dying man?
2: I think her original... Intentions were just fulfilling a simple, harmless wish from a dying man. Yeah, I agree. what why he was afraid when he started to look better, though, because Sandra is normally not one to go back on her word.
0: Yeah, but it was like a, it was a harmless wish, like, okay, this will help you motivate you to get better, yeah, but it wasn't like a um, yeah, I'm going to un- pledge my undying love to you kind of thing. Yeah.
2: It was the little reliefs he could give him on his deadbed.
0: Exactly. I I didn't quite understand Trudy's mindset here that she should. Yeah, but didn't
2: Trudy say that after he was already looking better? I mean, they suddenly thought he would make it. And Trudy was like, no, we have to tell him the truth because the truth is better than lying. Hmm. I mean, that was coming from a girl who had been lied to by Bray that he would always be there for her and... Uh, so I get why Trudy would be upset by Sandra doing that to someone. Oh, okay. If there's still a chance he might make it.
1: I
0: can see that now. Yeah, okay.
1: Mm. Yeah, but someone to tell Trudy that it doesn't matter if they're dead. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it was clear as day that Glenn was going to die from this, so Sandra's lying is fine. It
2: it was fine but at the moment that Sandra was um suddenly panicking about it and going to Trudy with it. He thought he was suddenly actually doing better. He was afraid that he would live.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Trudy should also try to understand that because of Zandra lying, that was the reason why he felt better. And I also believe that it helped him die peacefully. Because he was clearly in, in yeah. pain and yeah. but
2: Oh, I fully I really agree. It helped him die peacefully. I think part of it was just... Trudy not wanting to believe that Glenn was actually gonna die because that would be admitting that they were all in danger of dying
1: mm. Mm. I mean, there's a glimmer of hope that people can recover from this, wouldn't you want to believe it? Mm, you know it's really interesting, now that I think about it? Because the virus, uh, first it affected adults and then mm-hmm. not teenagers and kids so now that there's a stronger uh, variant of the virus, now it's affecting teenagers and some kids, right? Some kids. But mm-hmm. did it ever affect Brady? Like, just, like, little babies?
2: As far as we know, no.
1: So I wonder if it was, like, taking, like, a new form, but it was still, like, not affecting babies. You know what I'm saying?
2: They didn't know that yet, though.
1: Well, I mean... No, they didn't know that, but I would think someone, someone with a little brain would kind of just see the, uh, uh, see the pattern and what's going on from adults, not teenagers, from teenagers to maybe not kids to now teenagers and kids, but now not babies to see how it's affecting them.
2: Someone probably saw that, but on the other hand, um, these mole rats hadn't been outside in the real world at that point in time. Yeah, the first person they came across with the new mutation of the virus was Glenn. Mm-hmm. They had no clue what was going on until well, Glenn came in and Casey came running back in because they were stoning people. I mean, before that, they had no clue that the virus was back. How Bray missed that on his mysterious rounds of hunting
0: for food, I have no clue. But... From a from a law perspective, it would have been nice to yeah get that kind of information whether it was like affecting the people on the, the far end team being a teenager to adult but yeah we don't get that information we only, we only know glenn and random individuals in the street so yeah we don't get that kind of clarification of when it's kind of who is it striking but
1: yeah you're right i i just now thought of a really crazy theory <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like so I think, well, you will see it on the next episode, but when they go to Hope Island, they'll they'll see, like, skeletons of people there, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, I'm thinking that these are adults that grew so rapidly in age, they just, you know, mm-hmm. they just became skeleton, right? So what if the virus is still around, especially in seasons four and five, but it's not affecting anyone but the babies? Because we see Brady grows from, like, age one to age four <laughs> in a span of weeks that's a right that would be crazy <laughs> <laughs> that would make perfect
0: that, it could be a slow yes
1: now is only affecting babies and they have no idea <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, that's why baby Bray seems to grow rapidly. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Hey, I still say it
2: was due to something the Technos were doing in those camps with those kids. (laughs) I mean, they captured children, eco-tribe children, little ickly Brady.
1: Oh, that's so true. I wonder if, because, you know... They had the lab, they needed to test medication. Who do you test that on? Yeah, because... You know what, that's so interesting that you say that, because we really, I don't think we were ever told the the reasoning why the technos kidnapped people. It could honestly just be for the reason to study them, to make sure, you know, why is the virus not there, mm-hmm. all this stuff, unless you know, is that the...
0: No, I was gonna say, let's not get into the that's why the technos nope, do anything. Nope. They make they made the virus. <laughs> I maybe mean, they made their own virus. We don't know why.
1: Oh well that's <laughs> Mega being a psychopath, but I'm saying like maybe Ram had that intention because we saw that kind of um He was a germophobe. Yeah, he was a Germophobe and that could have been a reason why, but we saw that in, in World War II with like the, the Holocaust and tr- concentration camps towards when when they freed the the Jewish people. A lot of them, they kept them, they still kept them in those camps because they were still studying them. And since a lot of them were like starve deprived, if they just let them eat whatever, they would literally eat themselves to death. So that could have, yeah, it could have been a reason why they, they stole them and put them in, in prison camps to just study them. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just, maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but
0: <laughs> oh, I've thought way too much into that already. I mean yeah this is dummy head but yeah for what we, we what we do know from like the well it's it's, it's yeah it's it's very weird the whole techno setup because they had some prisoners testing the VR they had some prisoners who seemed to be working the mines of yeah. power supply and it was just yeah i it's very weird <laughs>
1: put
2: everything back in the box <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah we'll come back to that crazy box later on
1: he makes me feel okay, better than okay. It seems you have the same effect on him. So? What? I don't know, maybe. I always thought love was supposed to be, you know, like being hit by lightning. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not.
0: So, um, yeah, back in the mall, there was a rather sweet scene, um, as Trudy spots Ryan being really sweet to Brady. And she shows Celine telling her that the pair have been really good for each other. Um and it's this scene that makes Celine wonder if she might be falling for Ryan. Um, even though she says what she's feeling isn't exactly what she f- felt that like love should be. Um yeah, Panel, what did you think about Celine's realisation here that being in love it could be more than just being struck by lightning. Do you think this was quite a mature um, outlook for her, or what do you, how do you think? Yeah, finally. <laughs> well, I, th- I
2: think it was finally a moment where Celine grew up slightly and realized that there is more to being in love than just, you know, the way he looks and you know how pretty he would look on a postage stamp. It's, Yeah. I, I think this is a good growing moment for Celine in actually seeing that there's more to love than just good looks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely a growing point for Celine. I, I believe, or I only wish she would have kind of, you know, think about that, that, uh, <laughs> that decision that she was pondering about Ryan a little bit more because I think at the end of the day, she was right. Cause she wasn't necessarily that attracted to Ryan or had that kind of love for Ryan. But I think just from the circumstances of them both going through such tra- uh, traumatic experiences with Ryan, with uh, Zandra and him realizing he'll never have her. And then with Celine and her, her, uh, her illness that they found each other and they kind of grew to always watch over each other. And then that kind of, I'm guessing they kind of saw that as we should be together since we're always there for each other and we care so much about each other.
2: I think personally, it was also the moment that she realized, oh look, there actually is a guy that is good with kids and well, she wants kids and he seems to be happier or look happier with a baby in his arms than, well, Bray. Yeah. And I- I think that's something she realizes in this moment, that, okay, Ryan is actually a great guy and mm. he would do anything to make me happy. He would have a family with her, you know, and that's what she wants because, I mean, she, she always wanted ba- baby Brady um, or at least to be her mother and she suddenly sees an optional fu- future for herself when she sees Ryan holding uh, Brady.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i I love this scene in a way because because yeah love isn't always one thing isn't always lightning spark straight away and i like Mm -hmm. that something grow between two people um but then it annoys me that celine forgets this and Mm -hmm. and she continues to chase this lightning spark that she has for bray into like into season two and it it just drives me crazy that she just Ah, uh, sorry. It <laughs> throws it all away. Why is doing better? Ah. Uh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Celine, you had this mature moment and then you just. Ah. Uh. Go in peace, Glenn. May you cross over safely to be absorbed back into the universal consciousness. What's she saying? It's a sort of blessing. May you break the chain of karma and find deliverance from suffering. Unfortunately for Glenn, he loses his fight against the virus, and the Morats take him outside to have a special burial uh, by fire. Um, yeah, panel, um, what did you make of the fire burial um, and Tyson proceeding over it?
1: I'm kind of wondering where did this culture of burning, burning people. After, after they died in this new world came from. Because they did that with Zoot. Yeah, I
2: actually think that makes sense that they burned him. Because even way back in the Middle Ages, if somebody died of a virus so deadly, you mm-hmm. would want to burn the body to cleanse the area and not let
1: the body infect others. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was thinking of that, but again, Zoot, Zoot didn't have any... Any virus. Yeah, the suit was burned because the graveyards were full,
2: and they wanted to give him a warrior funeral, yeah, a Viking funeral.
0: Yeah, remember that wasn't their first thought. They wanted to bury him, but when they saw yeah. it was a spur of the moment thing, to yeah, let him have a burial at sea, symbolic.
1: <laughs> right,
2: right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah the makes sense from a um, preventing a larger outbreak point of view. Hmm. Cleansing him with fire. Yeah. Mm. You, you don't want animals to eat that flesh, that infected flesh of him, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Then it gets into
1: your food supply, eventually. Right, right, yeah, of course. But I wonder, but they definitely did do that for Ned, <laughs> when Ned died. Yeah, but in, in this case,
2: you know, during another outbreak of the virus, I think it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely makes sense now, now that I'm thinking about it.
0: As- as well as Tysan's amen, um, something that really annoyed me about her was that earlier she told Trudy and Celine that the kids need to be told about Glenn's death, but then she takes them away to play a game. Did anyone else notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> so inconsistent. That was so weird. She was like, she had a go at them. That like, no, the kids need to know, and then she goes, "Oh yeah, let's go play a game, kids." Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. going to play a game of guess who's dead. <laughs> <laughs> It was so weird. I don't understand it. I don't understand her. I just like this whole episode like what I said
1: <laughs> yeah, that was annoying, and then it's also annoying that the writers keep treating Chloe and Patsy as such little kids but i, I honestly think they're the same age as uh Dale and Jack, right? Oh no
2: they're the same more the same age as k c
1: but
0: mm.
1: uh, I mean, one, they don't treat uh, k c like that
2: yeah, but k c is like he's street smart and well Lex deals with KC so that's not their problem KC nah. isn't uh, a sensitive young girl but no Jack and Del are actually closer in age to Trudy and Celine. they just look shorter
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I think yeah I think uh, Chloe and Patsy I think they need to stop babying them and just have them just be a part of the tribe
2: the girls actually pointed this out in the beginning of the season when Zoot died, I mean, they simply said, why do we need to go? We've seen that people before.
0: Yeah, yeah. So many dead bodies, of course. Why? It's so silly. Why are you protecting them from it? They've seen it before. I mean, yes, they needed to
2: be told, because, well, Patsy already felt guilty. So, of course, they needed to be told, but to then take them away to play a game is just...
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, and then didn't... Patsy witnessed someone being stoned to death. (laughs) Yeah!
2: She saw someone being stoned to death. She was the one who brought Glenn in.
1: Yeah, it doesn't...
2: It needed to be told to them delicately. Like, yes, they've been through a lot, but with the way Patsy responded to everything being her fault, someone should have just told this poor kid and not just took her out for a game.
1: (laughs) yeah i think the tribe i think the entire series as a whole would be so different if they just allowed chloe and patsy to be a part of the tribe along with the decision making and like going out for like hunting parties or like searching for 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 stuff
2: i sometimes wonder because they have less screen time than some of the older kids i have no clue if that had anything to do with child labor laws for what their age was
1: Uh, oh yeah. yeah definitely
0: yeah there was mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely when i'm when i'm on set and there's like kid actors they literally shoot their scenes first and then exactly when they're done they mm-hmm. get them in a car and then they have to go to school or like to the trailer to to do school yeah. stuff yeah because they were still like they weren't
2: in high school age yet whereas people like trudy and Dal and Jack, they were. So, yeah, I think the age gap had something to do with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because a minor a minor on set, I believe, at least from here, right where I live, they can only spend six hours on set working. Over here, it's.
2: Um, I think there's different rules for uh, babies, toddlers,
1: yeah, under 12-year-olds,
2: yeah. and over 12-year-olds.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So they would fall exactly in the slightly younger category who had to have less screen time? So I think that might have been a reason why they weren't fully included in everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would make a lot of sense.
0: And f- from a, like a writer's perspective, I think like the older kids were kind of just trying to protect them. I think mm-hmm. way, yeah, kind of protect their what childhood they had left. But um, yeah, in a, in a lot of way, it does not exclude them from like the big events and decisions.
1: Yeah, if anything, they're hurting. They're hurting uh, Chloe and Patsy even more if we're not. Letting them be allowed
2: mm. yeah, but I think these what well, we have to remember in this is that these older teenagers probably never were included in decisions when they were Chloe and Patsy's age either mm. right. So that they've grown up knowing that at that age you don't have a say in certain things. and yeah, mm. that hopes over time, but. I think it might just be that one little one of those little things left over for from how they grew up themselves. Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can buy into that. And maybe the answer's on this island. And maybe you finish it. But we don't know what's out there. It's been off limits for years. And there's been some pretty scary stories about the place like germ
0: warfare and animal experiments.
1: I don't see what choice we have. Now that Glenn's dead.
0: So that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. So after pulling all their findings together, the tribe realised that what little they do know all points to one place, and that is Hope Island. Um, yeah, Panel, what do you think of the way that Amber, Bray and Lex all began to work together at the end of this episode? Um, as well as all the hints at how creepy Hope Island was going to be. Do you think that it built up quite a good tension for the next episode? Very eager
2: to learn more about this magical place called Hope Island and the dangers it was gonna hold for them. I mean, who knows what was going on there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is like one of my top tat- five favorite episodes that's that's about to happen.
0: <laughs> it was it was quite a creepy setup. They were they're talking about germ warfare, animal experiments, it was a a place for criminals at one point. Like they were setting this up big time, like did you did you feel the hype? Germ
2: warfare? So they were doing something evil with germs? <laughs> there were animal experiments and criminals being held there so who's to say they didn't go from animal experiments to experimenting on the criminals and that's how everything went
0: to crap. There's a possibility we, we don't know <laughs> it's never explored but they're just hinting at these things.
1: We want to (laughs) know, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it again.
2: So, I I think that's that was a good ending to the episode to build up that tension
0: because it keeps me
2: waiting for the next episode to come.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: When I think this is the first episode that we hear the name um, Pandorax as well. Like, Mm. did it it trigger anything for you or have any meaning?
1: I
2: I thought they said Pandora, Mm. and my brain went to the box.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, what, that's where my brain went to, kind of like, maybe it's like some type of euthanism of like Pandora's box, opening Pandora's box, towards your opening, like if you go to Hope Island, you are going to be filled with all this knowledge that will destroy you.
0: Lots of things to think about with Pandora's. I mean, it's too. It's very, I wonder if um, Ray did think about that. <laughs> I wonder if it was a connection to like Pandora's box that was opened up onto the world, this virus. I, yeah, if it's, uh, there is probably a connection there.
1: <laughs> yeah, there has to be. I want him to do another interview so I can ask him all these questions.
2: <laughs> Aren't there many companies called Pandorax in the world? I mean, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, it's quite surprising because uh, we, we later find out that um, Pandorax is a pharmaceutical company. Um, obviously, it was quite a big supposed to be quite a big company and it's obviously a small place like did you think it was surprising that n- no one seemed to know about it?
1: No, I think it's probably like what they do for like money money laundering. It was probably says it's far pharmaceuticals, but in actuality it did like other other things so I think they they gave all the check marks to where the government can be like, okay, I, I guess you're legit enough or we kind of know what you're doing, but just don't be caught by the public mm-hmm. like in a sense.
2: You know, before we later find out about what PandoraX was working on, I think the government knew, and they were just hoping for the best with these experiments, and they didn't expect it to get out of hand like
1: that. Right. Another, another thing, maybe like a little theory, is maybe the government knew that there was a virus somewhere out there in the world and this and, it, and it's eventually going to spread across the world, so they started that company to start testing on things and tell them, like, "Hey, you have a green light to study on animals, people, whatever. just don't get caught."
0: I mean, it's strange because yeah, there's so many theories out there. we don't We don't ever get to know the the true kind of source of what's going on. All we know is that, yeah, they're working on the anti-aging formula. We don't know why or for who. But, yeah, we do know that, Yeah, the, the government were heavily involved because, obviously, the response and... Yeah. yeah. They were deeply involved, so...
2: I mean, they were doing
1: biotech. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone should have known that there was more than pharmaceuticals going on there. No pharmaceutical building is going to be armed with mines right outside the gate.
0: <laughs> but then, on the other hand, was, was there, could that have been a front? Could all those stories just be to scare people away? Probably.
1: Mm, yeah yeah. there's always three sides to, to a story but the fact that there were mines there or just just <laughs> dangers there yeah, definitely lets you know that there's definitely something happening
0: there yeah, were experiments going on there <laughs> you don't mine up a place like that. there was
2: a mine and before that there were prisoners what do you think those prisoners were doing? slave labor or well yeah not slave labour, technically, because they're prisoners, but,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, let's ask the question, since we, we've all kind of read the books and seen the hints of what, what's happened in the future, but, like, what do you think it was? Do you think it, it was, um, like, a, they were making a retaliation to, like, another country that was going to war, that was making a virus, or do you think it, do you, do you even think it was an accident? What do you think?
2: Ooh, I find that a difficult one, because, I mean, from the knowledge we have about them, they were trying to um make something that would extend life and they messed up big time. I mean they they're doing stuff with biotechnology. There's yeah. Technically there's no real room for error in that. But was it a response to something another country did? I don't know. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's too it's too difficult to say about if it was like what another country's done because this whole series just takes place in one little area and you don't really hear what's happening outside. But I, w- I would like to believe that it was definitely an accident. And they're trying to, I think for the longest time, the government was trying to keep it quiet and trying to fix it. And then eventually, it, it's gotten so big, everyone knew about it. And I think when they knew about it and people are really panicking, maybe that's when the, the company started Rushing rushing their work and start experimenting on people
2: So yeah, it could be that they were experimenting to find a cure for this virus that they themselves cre- selves Had created but I'm um, yeah, I don't think we can ever be sure if they made this virus by accident or as a weapon
1: oh, oh, well, there's, just, there's just so much unknown Like, I can believe, maybe maybe I can believe that it was a weapon, because how else would Mega known to make that into a weapon? You know, maybe he's done some research himself on what really happened, and maybe he's got that idea to make that virus into a weapon, but...
2: Keep in mind, a lot of the Technos, or at least part of the Technos, originated from army brats who were at specific facilities, who knew more from their parents than they should
0: have known. That's not canon. <laughs> That's we think happened, but we don't know that. Before.
2: That's all we think happened. So. <laughs> no,
0: I, I, I wish we got from the backstory of the news, but yeah, we don't know <laughs> exactly.
2: Someone please write it. <laughs> Ray, Harry, AJ?
0: Well,
1: Ram's Rams' dad was a part of the military, right? And then it was probably at the time when... Um, well, that doesn't have anything to do with it. But when the series started, like, episode one, that's when he was, like, at Eagle Mountain doing doing things, I believe.
0: And this is where Liz tells us, don't talk about the books.
2: Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Our filter has, has a day off.
0: Yeah, there's just
1: so many, so much unknown. I think maybe I'll reach out to, to, the, to the Tribe account, like, on Twitter and just be like, Y'all need to just have like a, a question, like a whole podcast episode of just questions and answers to see answer like, what Ray thinks about this stuff.
0: No, I mean, I think this is why Ray is continuing to explore these in the books because I think he's mm-hmm. trying to answer these questions. But um, it would have been nice to have got them in in the show itself. But
2: but we need more books. My shelf isn't full yet. I need more books.
0: You know,
1: I think it possibly would have been on the show if the show wasn't formatted as, a, a, as like a soap opera or like writing episode after episode after episode, like literally writers writing in the middle of an episode for the next episode. And he would have took the time, you know, and spaced it out like legit seasons.
0: I mean, I can't completely give him that because, I mean, you, you the Techno's in season four and five. You had plenty of time to have arranged this backstory and explored it more.
2: We could have had a flashback episode on, well, Ram, Danny, whoever.
0: So much they could have done, yeah. Back to the flashbacks to the army, flashbacks to how they got the technology. Like, there's so much that could have been explored with the just having. There. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: they lost the flashback episodes with Ryan and Lex at the boot camp. They could have done things like that, so much as to show
1: where Ram came from or some of the others. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, um, definitely Danny. I think Danny needs mm-hmm. some flashback episodes better than any, more than anyone else.
2: Yeah, but I think with Danny it was
1: partly on purpose so that Jack and Ellie could look into that. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah, definitely, but, oh, man. Oh, yeah, I agree, we need more Danny. Yeah, just, just like, the more I think about it, I think, especially in terms of, like, all the secrets the show has, I think Danny could have been the answer to like everything <laughs> <laughs> because what it like, obviously it never, it never said, did it actually say in that like little, um, newspaper that they found that where Danny's dad worked for, it just said that he worked on the virus. Right.
0: He was the head project leader. Yeah. yeah.
1: But we didn't, we didn't know what company it could, it could have been, uh, well, it um, said on the paper. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So, that would have been amazing, ah, if only they would tie things up together, that would have been amazing if they would have found his like, little badge, his little badge card, or whatever, there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With his face on it, and then her last name, her last name on it.
2: Yeah, I agree, it, it would have been fun to see some tie-ins for everything that we're going to learn in the next season,
0: and I wish we learned more. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, Even after five series and some books, we still don't know half of what's happening, what's going on. (laughs) A decent pre-try book about what actually happened. Uh, Cool. Um, That brings episode 41 to a close. Um, Thank you very much to the panel and we'll see you next time for episode 42. So until then, bye.
1: Bye. Bye.